Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Thursday, Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. As the playoffs continue without our Chicago Cubs, we have our report cards and grades ready to hand out. Still being hurt? Yeah. Still hurts? Still sucks. Any year the Cubs aren't in the playoffs, it sucks. Chad Hoyer said the same thing. He did say the same basically, thing. Basically, well, yeah. Well, I hope he means it, but I definitely mean it. So. <laughs> uh, we'll talk playoffs. We'll talk uh, a little bit about one of the Cubs' prospects. And then we have report cards for two key members of the team last season, Kyle Hendricks and Jonathan VR. I was say key, key, <laughs> uh, key, very loosely. Well, that's in quotes. <laughs> they're, both in, they're both in quotes for last season. Frank uh, says hi. Hi, what's Frank. Up, Frank. The tough part about the Astros-Yankees last... Yeah, Frank, how about that? Uh, Yankees-Astros last night, the tough part about that was was going up against the Bulls. Yeah. So unless you had the two-TV thing going, you were scanning... I was was definitely watching the Bulls game. I didn't... I mean, I I followed the score for Yankees-Astros, but I didn't have it on. I didn't watch an inning of it. Rizzo Um, hit on another homer. Yeah, I saw. I'm not mad about it. (laughs) I'm actually not mad about it. It I, just sucks. I'm mad about it because then I just I told you I just needed Altuve to get a hit. But like if Rizzo didn't get the hit, then I would have been okay. In oh, you're wagering parlay. reasons. Yeah, you had like, money on the line. I would have been. I feel like if you lose two legs, you feel a little better about something than if you lose one leg, right? If you're gambling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I had a, a same game parlay I you on meant the in Bulls. General, I was like, I don't think that's right. I had a same game parlay. <laughs> I had the same game parlay on the Bulls game, and it missed by one leg. So even though the Bulls won, I still oh. found, managed a way to find some pain. I hit mine. Let's my go. Game, so. uh, yeah, I didn't catch a whole lot of that Yankees game. Uh, I think most people thought the Astros with the rest would be the team to beat in that first game of the series. Uh, so not started, surprising. They, the Yankees started hot. You know, the, yeah. the greatest player since Mike Trout, uh, Harrison Bader, um, he homered hit, again. He hit a homer. Um, he's, I don't know how he's and they And they took the lead early, but then Astros – did what Astros do. They just look dominating, honestly. Like, they haven't lost this postseason yet. Like, I don't – Yeah. You, we sit here and talk about how the Cubs need to be, like, the Dodgers yeah. and, and that all the time. But, like, weirdly, like, I've started to feel like they need to be more like the Braves and the Astros. I mean, the Braves this year, you know, faltered in October. But the way they find a way to extend to their young players – and then the Astros, they just lost Correa last year. Didn't and miss they a did, beat. They didn't miss a beat. And, I know, and it's not just Justin Verlander. They have just a bunch of guys that just find a way to play good. And I know everyone wants to hate them because of the whole cheating thing. But, like, not only are most of those guys not on that team anymore, but, like, I don't know. It's To me, like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't want them to win the World Series. But to me, it's getting to the point where it's like, I think you just got to respect, respect them at some point. Like, you don't have to like them, but, like, a lot of people don't even respect them. And it's like they had the whole cheating thing, but they went to the ALCS six straight years. Like I don't know how Verlander's doing it. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't – I don't. honestly, I don't know how he's doing it, but I do know that not getting Verlander when he wanted to come here is top five things that the Cubs messed up. Yeah, that's probably yeah. – that, for, sh- for sure, that's top five things hindsight, they messed up. In hindsight, yeah. it definitely sucks. Yeah. I wonder what the what – the, like, the cost – between getting Verlander versus like Quintana at that point in time, like Verlander was bare, like he was he was he was struggling at the end of his tenure with the Tigers. Yeah. Like 
I don't know. If, like, Dude, that, was, that was 2017. Quintana was cheaper like, and had more control, I think, too. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, was it, right. was it, a, was it, would it have costed more to get Justin Verlander? I think less. For, versus At that point, yeah. I'm guessing it was maybe less. He was in his 30s. Quintana was in his late 20s, right? Like, you would have thought. But the Cubs. More accomplished. In a way career. that, in a way, I understand it because, like, it's, they already had veteran pitching anyway, like Lester and. <laughs> Cole Hamels and you know, or no Cole Hamels was 2018 but they had young or they didn't have a young pitcher yeah. in the staff other than Kyle Hendricks and um, I got to be honest I forget Cole yeah. Hamels pitched for the Cubs yeah I will say Verlander sick 2016 2016 5.4 WAR according to Fangraphs which is really good for a pitcher and then 4.1 in 2017 so I don't know I I, right. I I think I think they would have had to buy up to get Verlander versus maybe maybe that's what it is is like they. The asking price for Quintana was less than it was for Verlander. Like, oh, this guy's been good for the Sox. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. That's an interesting question, but. Paid for a Cadillac, got a Buick. Paid for a Porsche, would have got a Porsche. It's the way it turned out. Um, and an all-timer. I mean, Verlander's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 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 Uh, Padres yeah. rally. How about, I was surprised by that. I got home and saw Padres were down 4 nothing. And then to put up six runs against Aaron Nola was like they were in real danger of yeah. that series slipping away very quickly. Yeah. And now they're back in it. Juan Soto again, man. Cardinals could have had him, but they had so much value in Dylan Carlson. Mm-hmm. Mm, hate to see it. Well, um, what was I going to say? Austin Nola kind of helped spark that. He yeah, has brother, like right? off his brother. Oh, the video of his dad He's like, like in the stands and he do. doesn't know how to react. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's like. Eh. That was yeah no but yeah that was we were watching it here because you guys had already left and I was you know waiting out traffic to get home. Yeah. Um, we were watching it and then all of a sudden yeah it put up like a was it like a five spot six spot in that thing like they yeah they just all of a sudden they were just up they they couldn't stop hitting and you know Aaronola because Aaronola was pitching well before that and then all of a sudden the, the he gave up a base hit to his brother and. Maybe that shot his confidence because then it just went downhill from there. Yesterday we were talking about the Phillies and Schwarber and everything. Uh-huh. But like this Padres team, like oh they're loaded. They're they're good. They're good. And like I don't want to say it was criticism at the deadline, but we did talk about how they were so far back in the division. You add a guy like Juan Soto and you add Josh Bell and to go with the yeah. pitching. Like you Darvish still looks like like you Darvish yeah, yeah. that was with the Cubs. Like. Joe Musgrove the, pitches Joe well. Joe Musgrove, right? Yeah, like, like that, that team, that team actually is good. And I'm not saying the Phillies are bad. They definitely, you know, got away with the fact of expanded playoffs, and they're playing well at the right time. But that's definitely like a lightning in a bottle type situation yeah. where the Padres, like they were good all year, and they more than deserving got into the playoffs. They're doing it without Tatis. Yeah, arguably their best guy. Like yeah. I mean. I mean I don't think he is, but, like... I mean, he was on the face of a video game a year ago. Yeah. I mean, Cody <laughs> even neglected, not neglected, but you didn't even mention Manny Machado, who played oh, yeah. right. MVP-level season right. this year. Manny Machado, yeah, he had a like, home That team yesterday. was good, and, yeah. yeah, I mean, you saw it with the Braves last year. Didn't have Acuna for a whole second half, and obviously the playoffs, and they won the World Series. Like, if you just have a good team, like, yeah, superstars are the ones that make the difference a lot of the times, but if you just have a really good team in general... There's, there are ways to pick up that slack, and the Padres obviously are a really good team, depth. regardless of what their regular season record was. Yeah, too. yeah. depth is the other thing, yeah. right? Like we, sure. We've seen the Cubs lose a guy, one guy, and it's, you know, everything unravels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you have to have a lot of good players, right. even if they're great players. Um, yeah, it's, it's been fun to watch. I, I do get a kick out of whatever game you're watching. The, the fans are in a frenzy, and they got the rally towels out. And I can't help but think, like, some, you know, there's so many people that are just frauds in those stands. Like, they're all having a great time. I don't mm-hmm. hold that against them. But it's so funny to watch these all these people pretend like they're huge Padres fans when you can go to a game, any regular season game that you want to yeah. in San Diego. There's too much else going on. But you get to the postseason, and everybody looks like they're giant Padres living fans. and dying mm-hmm. every pitch. Yeah, those teams uh, that, that get to get to savor sunny in 75 every year, like it's uh, – I have an old buddy of mine. Shout out to Tommy. Uh, we used to talk about on the podcast I used to do with him. That kind of led to me getting this job. Um, we used to talk about how teams that are, like, on the West Coast or in warm weather states, like, they don't deserve championships because their fans get sunny in 75, yeah. 12 months out of the year. <laughs> right, right, meanwhile, right. meanwhile, all of us here in Chicago, we get summer, for, you know, sh- summertime shy from, like, what, l- mid to late, late May, May to... Like, begin- early September Early September-ish, yeah. And, like... We have to watch the Bears not only suck, but we have to like deal with the Chicago weather at the same time. Like at least the Bulls look like good. we we are we are built different in this city because like we are, our mood is literally ran on if our teams are good or not. So a lot of us are angry. I will say those you know, people like Luke just said like no one gives a shit about no. what's going on there. We'll we'll we'll, we'll always uh, look at Michael Collada's comments. Um, I actually kind of agree with this one. Is like we're talking about the Padres. He's like, what's what you get when, when the owner cares and wants to win? And I, I'm not saying it in the same sense of, of Colada. I know he's talking about Ricketts. Yeah. I don't agree in that sense. But when you have owners that are willing to go out and spend the money. and um, we, well, They didn't spend for Soto. Hasn't worked they just, for the Mets. They, just sold, they, the spent Mets a lot, they spent a lot of their yeah. prospect capital. That, that's, sure. that's different All than just giving it. money. That's true. Um, I mean, you look at Steve Cohen. I mean, the Mets obviously didn't win anything this year. But, they, I mean, they still you know 101-win team. Um, had a shot, you know, made the playoffs. Just the Yankees, we keep talking about them, but, you know, the Yankees are going to spend money because of the Yankees. The Red Sox do it. The Dodgers do it. The Cubs can be that. The Cubs can be that. And, I'm not again, I'm not saying that Ricketts doesn't just is, is a penny pincher and isn't going to want to spend money ever. But if they do it, and, and with Jed talking about intelligent spending, if they do it the right way, spend the right money, get the right players, there's always a shot that they could be, you know, the the Dodgers, of course, but the, mm-hmm. I guess the end goal but man, even next year, you put you, you spend the right money, you get the right pieces. They could be in the position that, that the Dodgers are in right now. It, mm. I don't know that they'll have on paper even close to the same level of team that the Padres do, but they could easily be an 86, 87 win team and sneaking out of the playoffs, and then you know anything can happen after that. Be nice one, right now. Nice when Juan Soto falls to you. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I I get what you're saying, and like, yeah, they. That's the thing, though, is they had the Padres had had the prospect capital, and that's why me and Luke at the deadline were like, you know, we'd love to have them, but like, how much are you really gonna have to give up for them? And it's like maybe if the Cubs were in a position to win next, like next year, right? Like, and I'm say win Different. the World Series, then I would have been like, yeah, let's do it. But if you trade for Juan, if they would have traded all those prospects for Juan Soto. I still don't think that they would be in the position to win the World Series next year, right. considering everything they would have had to the, give up. I just, the I, difference is they had a major league team that was ready to win. Exactly. Exactly what you're exactly. saying. Like They had a major league team ready to win, and they had a great farm system. So the smart thing to do is trade from the farm system. Mm-hmm. The Cubs have no major league team and have a pretty good farm system. 
Right. I, I'm going like, to disagree, and I think we've disagreed about this we like, the last few months. Is yeah. like there's never a good time to go out and get a Juan Soto type player because they're those guys don't become available, especially not when they're 23, 24 years old with multiple seasons of team control left. Like that doesn't ever happen. So when it does, you that is always the right time. It's the opposite. It's always the right time. But aren't you going to just, just waste them? Made, I just don't think it would have no, made because the difference. The the, the goal is always to is to to resign him, and 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 that's a, a caveat is. You need to be able to resign him. You need to get an extension done before you bring him in. Oh, for sure. Because you're the Cubs. Again, you make you are the third largest market in the entire major leagues. You have the money if you need to to go out and get free agents to build around him. Start you know build a, a winner quicker. You have the money to do that. But you're going to end up right back. I'm not saying no, I, I, I don't want to get him. I just no because then you no, have no, no farm system which allows you to get those. But more no, expensive no, no, players because, because you're paying nothing to all the Because we've talked players. about this whole time how the depth of the farm system is is the is, is the the strength right now and this whole overhaul and the pitching infrastructure. If that's all true, then you have to have confidence that you're gonna that the, whoever you draft or whoever you know, international prospects you bring in are gonna be better depth than what you had the last time around. Like that's, I just don't think the their thing. farm system now is what the Padres' farm system was. Exactly. And I'm not saying it is, but that but you. And they and don't have it, Machado, and they don't have Tatis, and they don't have Darvish, and they like. But you're there's still so many holes. Like, but the thing is, you're still built. Like, we even talked about the pitching infrastructure has only been you know been changing and, and the depth growing for the last two years. Like, you're not going to see the dividends of all that right away. So I think if, I, if you're the Cubs and you're confident that you've made the right changes and all that development, because that was the that was the tough part last rebuild. The the minor the uh, prospect development just wasn't there. If you've made the right changes, you made the right. What you need to do to make sure that doesn't happen again, then going out and trading, maybe what four of your top prospects and maybe a couple major leaguers for a guy like that isn't going to kill your farm system. I I don't agree with that. I don't think that that you're going to deplete your entire farm. Maybe you lose some of your top end prospects, but you got to be confident that you have you're going to have more that will take their place. I, yes, yeah, I agree. But it still takes time to then grow those to grow more of those prospects back. And, every and that's team, why every team needs young guys to go with those those veteran free agents or whatever is what well. I know Juan Soto was an outlier. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's but, why it's different. That's why it's but, a different scenario. But I just, again, I just don't think it would have moved the needle for the Cubs. They would have had to significantly spend a ton of money this offseason, and maybe they would have if they would have done it. And if so, then, yeah, I would have got on board with it, and you would have convinced me that they're going to the World Series. But – with well, the what, way, do you, what do you need to move the needle for next year? He's twenty three. Like you'll have if, if you are able to resign. No, him, you just might you, you might just waste twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. But then he's still got you still got four or five more years of prime yeah, Juan Soto I mean, when yeah. when you've yeah, built you what you so. want. Even if that even if it does take three more years, you still have four or five more years of prime Juan Soto. Like I don't I don't get. I he, guess it just depends it, on not, what the package is. Yeah, like I just think it would have been well. They had to send like the national, or they had to send. What five guys to the Nationals, and one of them was Mackenzie Gore. Who well, I think they sent four former first round picks, right? Something, Something like, like that. that. I think it was I mean, two. It was, it was it two Mackenzie of their Gore, top C.J. Abrams yeah. and uh, Hassel, who was their top prospect. Uh, I think and it was then, like two of their top four or five prospects, and then like two other ma- like major league ready guys. Like right. I again, I, but it's a, it's a difference because we're not talking about getting like a. a Trading for a 32-year-old no, player. No, yeah, no, this no, is a guy that. that could be an uh, all-star for the next nine years. So if, if it takes two more years to get back to World Series contention, you haven't really wasted him. Well, I, yeah, that's, I, I don't disagree that you have to have the conversation, but you also, I would assume, agree that there is a point where it becomes too expensive. 
There is some point where we couldn't say, all right, we'll give you Nico, PCA, Owen Casey, uh, Brendan Davis. We'll give you uh, Wesneski. We'll give you... At some point, there's a cutoff. I would assume if they were in that conversation at all that they were like, okay, that's too much. I don't know. I don't know how they were. I, I, rather I than tra- again, right. I don't think. It, I don't even think it's that. I just think that the way that they want to build the team is like if the the Cubs just weren't in position. They they want to they want to build their team with the guys that they have on the farm and and spend intelligently, like Jed said, and they can do that. And I I just think that they like if the Cubs have a if they are in the race next year. And just theoretically, if Juan Soto was available, then I would like. Then I would say that yeah. I but I just don't. I just don't um, see it. And, just, you're, and you're not going to com- and you're not going to convince Juan Soto to ex- be extended when you bring him to a team that isn't good and doesn't have anything around him because he was literally that on the Nationals. Yeah, he hasn't even signed an extension with the Padres yet, and they're in the playoffs. And they were he knew he was. Well, going I don't. To I don't know that they've had considerable t- extension talks. That that obviously Again, also he, comes. He'll out. have what I, he'll have a year, uh, two years after this season, right? Like Otani, yeah. I'd rather pay him when that comes up. For sure, I'd rather give him the cash and hang on to my prospects. We can, we can literally sit here and yell at each other about this, about him and Otani, and I think it's just significantly different because of the lack of years left for Otani. Like he'll be a free agent after next season. Juan Soto, yeah, it's a lot different, and. Yes, I would have given up whatever it takes to get Juan Soto. Again, I just think the timing isn't. It was not up to a it. point. I, you would have. I can't. I can't agree with no. The whole I would. I would have. I. I say that. Yeah, I would give up Nico for Otani. But oh, I, I would I don't too. Think, but I don't think you I'd have give him to up for, for Soto Otani. too. I, yeah, I would. I. I would for absolutely would yeah. for Soto. But I and I would for Otani. But I don't think the Cubs have to for Otani. And Otani, we've had that conversation. Otani feels like he's going to end up hitting for agency next year. Yeah, because the Angels aren't going to get anything that they really want for him because they didn't move him at the deadline like like the Nationals did with with Soto. Because they're going to have it, one yeah. year, one year. The the clock is ticking for the Angels to get something for him. No. We've Spe- had this conversation. Speaking of <laughs> Cubs prospects, like we're talking about building up the farm system like they've done. I don't want to press a panic button, but I, it did catch my attention when I saw that article about uh, Brendan Davis not playing the last couple weeks at the Arizona Fall League after back surgery. They say it's not anything to do with his back surgery. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. And, and I'll tell you one reason I don't, another reason it's it kind of tacked onto the I don't like it, on the heels of the Zach Levine thing, which I also don't like. Like, you don't, you don't get that contract and he clearly wants to play, right? And he's a tough guy. So something's bothering his knee after a full off season and a surgery. General and I don't soreness. know I don't know what the general soreness is, but I don't like it. I I I, I agree it's like incredibly vague and I don't love it. Yeah. That, if, he that's plays, how it's if he plays tomorrow, fine. Totally good. If another week goes by and he's not playing now, I'm starting to go or if he doesn't play the rest of the fall league. I will also say that, you know, when we talked to Jed last week, was that last week? Yeah. Um, and he, you know, talked about Brennan not being at full strength, obviously because of, of the back surgery and having right. to get back into that and get back into playing games. So maybe it's just something where, again, he's not in, ba- he's not in full baseball shape. Something came, something came up, not 
not overly serious, but some, enough that they wanted to sit him down for a little bit. And because it's the Arizona Fall League and you really, really do not want to risk another bigger injury, they're like, okay, let's just, we'll just you know, take it really, really slow. Make sure you're good. You know, there's games going for another two, two-ish weeks, I think. We'll give you a few, a few extra November, days. Yeah. A few extra days. Make sure you're really good before we put you back out there. I'm with you. That's what I'm hoping it is. I just don't like the way teams in town deal with this stuff. And it just gives me kind of a little queasy stomach worrying that it's more than that with something else. Like, it's just a, like you said, it's a very vague, and they don't have to because it's the Arizona Fall League. It's just sort of vague. I just don't know why they couldn't say, yeah, his quad was sore. No. So he's yep. taken off 10 days. We don't want to risk anything. Frank, why just say it's general soreness? Yeah, Frank in the chat says, I hope I'm wrong, but he seems injury prone. And. Here we go. I mean, the one thing wasn't go. even every really time. an injury. Every was, time, every the one time. Thing, the the back thing, thing is sort of a hereditary thing, isn't it? I don't believe it's actually even an injury. Yeah. And I, yeah, it wasn't I like understand. No, no, no. I understand fans. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right term. I understand yeah. fans wanting to jump to that because of the back thing and everything, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm with you, Luke. I don't like it, but I'm also not really that worried about it. I, I hope I'm saying that in like 10 days. Yeah. I'm just saying, if it goes, if he doesn't play the rest of the fall league, there's something there. Yeah. Right. You'd think. Um, yeah. Oh, I have something that just popped up about injury. Yeah, it's hockey. Something that just popped lower. up on my timeline. Nico Horner is not a finalist for the Gold Glove at shortstop. Really. Nice. Uh, ha Seong Kim from the Padres, Miguel Rojas from the Marlins, and Dansby Swanson from the Braves. That surprises me. I'm not saying he was going to win. Wow. But to not be a finalist, that surprises me. Hap will be a finalist. He's not going to be a finalist. He's not? Hap will be a finalist, but Nico, no. Huh, interesting. What? Nope. We've talked about the defensive pairings, by the way, if they So he's going to stay at B plus for you. Stays B plus. Uh. Stays B plus. (laughs) Uh, Dansby Swanson may not be the top of everybody's shortstop list for, for free agency, but now you're talking about, like, again, defensively they'd be much better. Yeah. Much, much better. It's going to be interesting what his market is. Because Swanson's be, a good player, great player. He's not Trey Turner, but, but he, he's not, yeah. But and, he, he might, it, it might be him, a nice consolation and prize. It took, him, it took him a few years to even, like, reach the expectation of what he was. He was a first-round, yeah. first overall pick, right? Was he? Of the Swanson? Diamondbacks. I thought he was a first overall pick of the Diamondbacks, and then they traded him for Shelby Miller. <laughs> he was part of the Shelby Miller trade. That's, I mean, he could be a value. Yeah. When you talk about because there's so many shortstops available, you might get a value for him. I'm not, yeah. again, I'm not saying he's I'm the top. First of, overall I'm not saying he's the top of my list for like, that's the guy I want at shortstop, but I do like the defensive side of it. Yeah. It does feel like it's getting, like, he's getting closer and closer to signing extension with the Braves. Yeah. Like the Braves are just, they do that with every player. Every sure. guy, <laughs> everyone in that, like, starting lineup is going to be locked in for a few more years. Every player, man. I nuts. think most guys are more likely to stay with their current team. Correa is the if only they're one. They're decent. Correa is the only one. Oh, he's gone. That I feel like he's definitely opting out. Yeah. Maybe Bogarts just because. But I've heard they're making a if, hard push, right? Haven't you read that? Like, that the Red Sox are trying to do yeah. everything they can now to keep Bogarts. Oh, are they really? Yeah. I didn't read that. Well, I was getting ready to say it's like, well, if they're going to let. They're going to trade Mookie Betts, then they, they ain't keeping anyone around <laughs> if they don't have to. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, I don't know how else to say it. You know what I mean? I think, so. I think it's going to come down to do they want to – would they rather have Bogarts or Devers? 
It's like I, that's what I feeling like it's gonna come down to me for the Red Sox. Like, like can we can we do we want to put all the, invest all our money in, in yeah. Rafael Devers keep him around yeah. and let you know let uh, uh, Bogarts walk or do we want to keep Bogarts around and find a trade partner for Devers? I, I don't know that for sure, but it's starting to like I'm getting that sense that it might it may end up being one or the other. Yeah. But yeah, Nico not a shortstop, uh, Gold Glove shortstop finalist. That's that's surprising. E plus, that's E plus. It's still a solid grade. It's a very good season. I I I, I just can't believe he's not a finalist. <laughs> yeah. that's some shit. What do you think? How I many said? how many names? <laughs> I were thought you four? said that he was. No. How many finals were three or four? Three. three. Boy, that does seem like. I feel like he could be in the top three. Yeah, I feel like he should have. He he was like second in defensive runs saved all year. Outs above average was second. Well, like, you know what? Fuel to the fire. There you go. Fuel to the off-season <laughs> fire. Chip on his shoulder. Um, you want to do Shady Rays, Ryan? Did you guys yeah. get your shades yet? I haven't received uh, yeah, my shades. I'm looking forward to it. I ordered still, some shades um, up. Looking forward to that. I've been mm-hmm. on. Uh, I've been on Chris. I've been telling him like we need those because I want my Shady Rays. I've like I've I've seen them. Like I yeah. I oh friends, yeah, me too. Friends that have Shady Rays, but I'm like I want I want a pair of my own. Yeah. Next next four days in the seventies. Oh you need those for that. Hello. Hello, fall time shy. That'd be great. Seventies, oh, spectacular. Yeah. But yeah, what are you gonna have? You gonna have the Hawaiian out this weekend? Oh, I wasn't thinking about it. Homecoming but Hawaiian? Yeah, homecoming probably gonna Hawaiian. be warm in Missouri too. I mean, it's gonna be like eighties in Missouri. See, oh, I, I'd break yeah. out the wine if I were you. Yeah. Uh, but for Shady Rays, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose your lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Like Luke, if you drop them in the lake, or you're going hiking, you drop them off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. There's nothing worse than sitting on a pair of your shades. Right? Yeah. Sit on your sunglasses, yeah, you lose your sunglasses, oops. forget them somewhere. Yeah, no, that's the worst. Like, they just fall, like you're, you're, I don't know, you just fall off your head. Sometimes I'll put yeah. them on the back of my hat. Oh, yeah. And they might, like, luckily, I've had pairs in the past that just, like, kind of fall. Mm-hmm. You know? Get chased by a bear. <laughs> Glasses fall off. Shady Rays has got your back. Oh, yeah. Uh, our next partner is a product I've been using oh, basically every day. I started taking AG1 because I didn't have time. I wanted better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. Now, I've been on it for months, and I love it. It's not super healthy tasting, but it is super healthy. Tropical taste, even. 
So here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Still don't know what adaptogens are, but I know they're in there. Uh, to help start your day right, a special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging, all of those things. Hear everybody coughing this time of year? This helps the old immune system out. Mm. I get a noticeable boost of energy. So the first thing in the morning on an empty stomach, giddy up, there I go. And lifestyle friendly too. <laughs> whether you're keto or keto, <laughs> keto, keto, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, or just old, you're all good with AG1. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. Recommended by professional athletes, more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, Time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. One scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. You don't need a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, plus five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I was uh, looking at the Rawlings baseball Twitter account, and mm-hmm. uh, they have they've, they've put out some other ones. Still waiting on left field for our guy Ian Hap, um, Rizzo finalist for AL for Facebook mm-hmm. for first base. Uh, Xander Bogarts and Carlos Correa finalists for shortstop. Yeah, in the Brent, American Brent, what about that? Rivas? Rivas wasn't on there. Rivas was not on there. Brendan, uh, <laughs> Brendan's not happy about these. He's not. <laughs> he's not. I just retweeted him from our to our account. Uh, he's uh, to he's, no surprise. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is it is surprising to see that he's not a finalist. That's what I'm saying. Is like I you know did the numbers and I'm like, if anything, I'm like I, I know Hap will likely be a finalist, but I'm like Nico actually probably maybe he has a good shot to win too, and yeah. didn't happen. It doesn't even have a chance Why to win. Why these awards are stupid and well, using them yeah. to define if a player is good or not is dumb. Yeah, I'm not that into it. Uh, I will tell you this, though. I was envious last night. I don't know if envious is the right word. I look forward to the day when this Cubs team is really legit and competitive. You watch our Bulls show last night. If you guys aren't watching the Bulls postgame, I mean, they're the best team we got going right now. Yeah. That's easy. 500 people. Like an man. active team, 500 people watching that first game. Yeah, over, in over the, on the YouTube postgame. I think it was almost 6,000 views when I yeah. opened it up this morning. The highest total I think we had live this past season was probably the trade deadline. Yeah, I think we got to like oh, yeah. eight. In the, what was it at, like 100? That or like the very first show we did. Or opening right. day. There was a couple. Yeah, there was a couple like big ones. 500, and 500 again, they've, they've got a lot, despite the win, they have a lot of reasons to be like, uh, we're probably an eight or nine seed. But it's still the best thing we got going in town it right the now. Best thing <laughs> like, in town. Actively, there's a lot of reasons to hope that the Cubs are going to be uh, having a big offseason. down on them. The market's down on them. It's, right now is a great time to bet the Bulls overs on whatever because you can probably get a good price. You mean in games? Because <laughs> I don't think they're winning more. They won 46 games last year. They're not winning 46 this year. The over-under total. Now with Patrick Williams playing like that. The over-under total. Zach oh, Levine is 41 and a half. Not without ball. I mean, I think DeMar can't do that every night. I mean, Goran I Drag- can, but. Goran Dragic and Andre Drummond, they, they look I like, pretty good. I, I like the Drummond like and, and they Drummond won all those games. Look, Patrick Williams basically didn't play the entire season oh, anyway. I, well, yeah, I know. So, he I'm pretty much like, didn't play last night And as bad as Patrick Williams was, I think he'll be better than that going forward. I think over the 41 and a half is 
is is a good. Pick. I mean, Lonzo missed a lot of time last year too, so who knows when he if he plays at all this year? I but. just said everybody's waiting for Patrick Williams to be the next Kawhi. I'll put my stock in what Io is going to be more than I will in what yeah. Patrick Williams is going to be. I'll agree with that. Uh, I, CHGOs. CHGOs. Yeah, true. Uh, time for the report cards. I feel like, you know, I missed the boat on this. We should have had some music for this. <laughs> Maybe not Creed, but something. We should have We should have come up with some, like, schools out for summer. Hot for teacher, maybe, you know. Okay. Van Halen. Um, Kyle Hendricks, report card. People said they wanted some... Uh, you wanted some Report bad, we're giving you the bad. as good as the others. Oh, like Colada suggested this, we were going to give all Michael A's Kalata, and B's. I expect you to put this like on your ceiling and watch it while you're in bed. Thank you. Uh, well, we're sending uh, Michael Collada into the weekend with uh, Yeah, we're sending happy, Michael Collada into the weekend with Early, early weekend. Fall yeah. time shy. All right, Cody, hit us with your <laughs> Kyle Hendricks report card for 2022. All right. I went results, D minus, stuff, slash adjustments. F plus and overall F plus. I put the plus just because I like Kyle and because uh, I have hope that things will turn around in 2023. Uh, but results D minus because again it was a lot of the same from last year. This year uh, you came into this year hoping that he can get back to being consistent like he was during the golden era. Um, he had the great start in uh, San the- Diego. Didn't he have a good one against the Brewers beginning of the season? I mean, he had some good starts, yeah. like yeah. of the few that he had. He there was like he, four he, seven inning no he, run, like scoreless he, seven inning. Yeah, he had a few good starts, but he also had a lot of bad starts, and it was just it was inconsistent. Like it was everything wrong that we were hoping wouldn't happen this year for Kyle Hendricks, yeah. and that's why for me results D minus, and then stuff adjustments F because he didn't like. He had the classic bad April from Kyle Hendricks. It's death taxes and Kyle Hendricks awful Aprils. And then, like, you you were hoping going into May that he would get get to, like, what he does, right? Like, from May in, in 2021, from May to August, he was, he was great in 2021, right? So you're hoping that he could get back to that. And, again, he had that start in San Diego, uh, that, like, the complete game or whatever, or the eight and two-thirds. He owns whatever. them, yeah. Like, he had a great start there, and then it, it was back to some more bad and inconsistent. Like, I just – there was no adjusting and the stuff. I mean, the stuff is great, like, when he's going, right? But, like, you as far as getting better after April, I felt like he didn't do much of that. And then the injury, like, he never has – he's never had an injury – a history of injuries at all, right? And I know we can't fully blame injuries for everything, but like when you when you're when you don't pitch for half the year, and you're look you look coming into the year you looked upon as being like the number one or number two in the rotation, you're getting an F for me, man. Like it's just that's just what it is. Um, F plus, sorry. <laughs> uh, again, that that doesn't mean that I'm not like that. I'm not going <laughs> to believe in him, but like. That's why I've had these questions like throughout the second half and going into the offseason, like, can you rely on this guy? The, the Cubs are going to give him a shot. Every, Ryan, Brendan are telling me that we, he's going to have the opportunity. My only question is, is how long the leash is, and it better if it's a lot of what we saw this year in some parts of 2021, then I, I think that leash is not very long, man. So you still love him, but you're down on the relationship. I'm down on it right now. And, like, it sucks. I don't want to give Kyle Hendricks, the guy who pitched game seven and pitched the greatest game in Wrigley Field history of my life in the NLCS in 2016, I don't want to give him an F. Like, 
that's how far it's fallen, man. Like, yeah. I, an F plus. F plus. F sorry. Plus, yeah. Like, I, Thank I, you, I don't. F plus. It's still I don't want to give. But it's not a complete fail. Yeah, it's just it's a fail with a smiley face. At yeah, the end. like yeah. you're my you buddy, suck, dude. But like <laughs> you're still my buddy. I still love you. Like you, you gave me, you gave me one of the happiest moments of my life. Like for sure. Like that. The emotional side of it is the plus. But as far as everything that we saw on the diamond this year from him, it's just like just a big disappointment. And like, I, I, the leash for me going into next season is not long, and I hate saying it. So I hope he, someone send him this, and hopefully he gets some like Jordan energy of like, and I took that personally, and then like he can hold it over me for the rest of my life. That's fine. I don't care. I just like when Steele dropped you on Twitter. Yes. And then, yes. Psh, when he unfollowed me on Twitter, like, yeah. I, yeah. please, just like, whatever it takes, man. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. F plus, uh, sorry. There you go. All right, Ryan. All right. Uh, so mine were actually flipped a little bit. Um, went F on the results, D minus on the stuff. Uh, stuff adjustments that was the category, and then F plus on overall. So just flipped the the results and the and the stuff. Results. I, I had to get go F because it was just like a lot. Most of like you know the the stats that matter were like career worse. Highest ERA yep. of his career. Lowest F war of his career, uh, most by far. I think is the most uh, walks per nine of his career, at least right right there near the top. Um, it was just, it was it was not a good season for him. And coming off twenty twenty one, you wanted to see him bounce back. I know the Cubs and him both were really really hoping for a bounce back season, um, and that just wasn't what this was. Uh, just the results. Overall, I mean, he, yeah, it, it just, when you look at the overall numbers and what he did, yeah, just, they, they weren't good, and they just compounded on on a bad, very bad second half for him last year. I know he's had struggles. I know he had that one stretch, like, first half of the season that he was, okay, what? Do you see this? I see Michael Collada's The grade most positive grade of the day for Kyle Hendricks is Michael Collada. C minus. C? All right. Um, C minus. I need to hear Colada's uh, explanation for that. But <laughs> yeah, let yeah, us the know. Res- Tom, the stick around. We have fun even in the offseason. The, yeah, the, yeah. the results were, you know, again, just not what you wanted them to be. Um, I will say, you know, the changeup is still really, really good um, when he was on. And there were, there were times where he was making adjustments, especially earlier in the season. Um, and you, you would see it's like he would make adjustments as far as like, he knew what he needed to do well. Like he, he's like, I, he's like, I'm, I'm getting my fastball too high. I need to get it low outside, low and away. Um, and then the next start, like there was one in, in Milwaukee that he was talking about. And the next start, he did that really well. Um, you talked about the the near complete game in, in San Diego. He had three, I think, he had four or five quality starts. Two of those, you know, four or five, and then three of those were at least seven inning shutouts. So it's like it wasn't just all bad from the get go. But for the most part, it was when like, when he was bad, he was really bad, and and you hated to see that out of Kyle because he'd been so good for what the first seven years, eight years of his career. Like he, I think it's seven, six or seven. Um, he from twenty fourteen to like I actually wrote a story allchgo dot com uh, the other day on Kyle and like pretty much asking that question: can't can the Cubs count on Kyle Hendricks in twenty twenty three? You know, looking at the numbers, his ERA don't remember the number off the top of my head, but it was 10th among all starters in the major leagues from 14 to 20. Um, his F war was 15th among all starters from 14 to 20. He was such a good pitcher for a very long time. 
Um, and the last couple of years just hasn't been that way for him. Yeah. So yeah, and now the shift is going been, away too. It's like, I just, the more I think about it, the more it gives me, oh, the more it gives me heartburn. Like I, I just, I want to believe guys. I want to believe, but it's hard. Well, the shift going away, you know, they're going to have to do things to remedy that. So that guys like Kyle Hendricks, guys like Marcus Stroman, guys like Justin Steele, who get a lot of ground ball outs, aren't going to be, like their numbers aren't going to tank because they have a guy like right. they have a guy like an, uh, a guy we're about to talk about soon who can't play defense up the middle. Yeah, yeah. That's like, why you have to have Dansby Swanson or someone else added to that. That that mix I think up the middle. That's why they're that's why they're trying to get a shortstop. Like that's why they're expected to be in the shortstop market because if you get can have a guy add shortstop or even if that guy's willing to move to second base and you just flip flop him with Nico, either you know vice versa with Nico. Like, that's an awesome up-the-middle defense, and then a guy like Kyle Hendricks won't be hurt by poor play up the middle. Like, that's I, – I, I'm not saying that that has everything to do with Kyle Hendricks' struggles. I know he's been injured, um, it, but I, I, I do know that if a guy is struggling, poor or really good middle infield defense will help cover up some of the struggles. If you have poor – Middle infield defense behind yeah. a pitcher who's struggling, it it, good. it looks even worse than it than it might That's be. That's a good point. I mean, now I feel bad, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the Cubs defense in general wasn't very good this year. You know, maybe you know adding like a guy like whoever up the middle with Nico, then maybe that changes things for him. You know. Kyle Hendricks is at his best when he's getting the ground balls. Yeah. He's got the changeup going, and like it does, like like Tom says something about. Uh, he said he didn't. If I don't know if this has any merit, ball, yeah, yeah. He says I don't know if there, there hasn't if this has any merit, as Hendricks was never a, never been a power pitcher. When your changeup and fastball don't have much variation in speed, you're in trouble. Well, that doesn't explain how he was everything that. Ryan said from 2014 to 2020, being top 15 as a starting pitcher in F4. Uh, ERA, you said, was like top 10. It was top 10. Top 10. Over and those. that's a six-year stretch. Seven. And, like, those Cubs teams during the golden era, they had a great defense. Seven years. Seven, Seven years. years sorry, I can't math. I, I, had, I had to count on my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the defense the defense behind him definitely plays a part. So maybe, like, again, I'm not changing my grade. But, like. But you're that, thinking about it. I. <laughs> I'm Once not changing Kalata my grade. Collada went C minus. I'm Cody not doing was like, it. How could I I'm go not doing F-? it. I'm not changing my grade, but yeah. yeah, if the Cubs get better defensively, not only would it help Hendricks, but it helps Stroman it's too. Everyone, and man. Yeah, anyone, okay, whatever. Down or Del Mendo. <laughs> Any, anyone who who I mean, uh, you know, Wade Miley had he been healthy was a big time ground ball pitcher. Yeah, has always been like they they have a lot of those ground ball pitchers that aren't probably too many. Yeah, probably. But if you have really good defense around the diamond yeah. that makes up for stuff uh, ahead, all right Luke. so my report card I'll, I'll keep it fairly short like i i went d d d minus and my grade is incomplete because he just didn't pitch enough you know and i'm I, i'm a little bit like what cody and colada were saying like cubs legend i don't want to be too harsh he's he's the last guy left from the world series uh he he's still made a respectable salary. It's like $7 million isn't like an... Ins- you weren't paying $25 million and he turned in this injury season. I don't like Fair. the dump on guys for being injured. Yeah. But the results, 16 starts, the ERA de- was definitely his worst of his career, 480, and his war was 0.5. So when he was on the mound, he wasn't great. 
but there were those couple shutout games. So I went D. I said, overall, I, I got to go at least D minus. Now, again, Ds get degrees, but that if the same performance happens <laughs> next year, then it's not a passing grade. Yeah. You know, I, he hasn't really had a season where he lost this much of it to injury and has been this ineffective in, in long chunks. So right now it's a D minus. I think Kyle Hendricks would tell you it's at least a D. If he can develop that slider like you and Brennan are like. That's what I was going to say. Like saying, Michael Colada said, Hedders figured out his slow stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of time. He's had a lot of time. I, I don't. I know as of last week he hadn't started throwing. Um, there's still a lot of time. It's yeah. a lot of time to, to, to I do think developing pitch. another pitch would be very beneficial for him because, like Michael says, hitters have just figured out yeah. his slow right. stuff. And I, I will say, if he Im- implements a new pitch, maybe that would yeah. change. I things. will say his curveball spin rate was in the 96th percentile. Like he was able to get that spinning. Yeah, and a lot, a lot. A slider, if he's able to, to command a slider well with the kind of spin that he's able to put on his other breaking ball, yeah. that slider might look really, really good if he's if he's able to develop it well. I mean. I will have a little bit more optimism on Hendricks if we get into spring training and people were talking about him implementing a new pitch. And you went F, F plus, F plus, D minus. Again, maybe me not doing an F plus was that another thing was I know he greatly impacted a lot of the young pitchers. Yeah, that, that's Like that's, he's that's there true. and he not only teaches the young guys, he wants to teach. Right. So there's got to be a half a grade in there somewhere. So that's why I think I went... D minus. Yeah, All uh, right. Frank now says, they're not going to be nearly as kind when we get to VR. Yeah. But before we get to that, Frank says, I think yeah, he's asking a question. He said, you guys always on Monday through Thursday at 120? Yes. Yes, yes. we are. Monday through Thursday at he's in Buffalo. So and then Brendan and Corey Bills. on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Brendan and Corey will have their drops. Friday morning. I wonder if... Uh, but it's not live on YouTube. So you just if you subscribe on Apple or Spotify or Google, wherever right. you get your podcasts, you're going to listen to them. We're Fridays. always live at 120 Monday yeah. to Thursday. Yeah, always live. <laughs> You guys are so negative, Michael <laughs> Well played. Well right. played, Michael. Um, well played. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. All right, time uh, to get time to get even more negative. Yeah, now you want you want to see some negativity. You want some negativity. Here All right, let's get to the let's get to the guy. Jonathan VR. All right. Oh, you know what? First I want to do pins and aces. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our pins and aces gear. Get tons of compliments on and off the course. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right in your golf bag, keeping your drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order. Get free shipping. Pinsandaces.com. Golf weather, dare I say, the next four days. Fall golf is the best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Cody, what about uh, the old DraftKings Folks, we're so happy to be part of DraftKings. That's all I know. Like, I, yeah, kids in a candy store. Oh yeah, <laughs> Ryan's Ryan's gambling game yeah. is almost Ryan Del Mendo level. In, Ryan is like he's turning into a real degenerate, and it's it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> but honestly. it's like I've I've made like three hundred bucks in two days. Oh whoa, three hundred bucks in him. two days. Good for him. DraftKings man. Cody was so excited we got DraftKings. He placed the same bet twice <laughs> on accident. <laughs> Uh, anyway, was it on accident? Was it like well, I, subconsciously? I yeah. did live bet the Bulls money line last night, and I had Io DeSumo point over on points. Yep. Io DeSumo overs are undefeated since he joined CHGO. So, you know, NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets. So if you had signed up yesterday, put 5 bucks on the Bulls Moneyline, you would have won a decent amount of money. That 5 bucks, five bucks gets you plus $200. I mean, just don't miss out anymore. I mean, because like you can do this tonight if you wanted to. Uh <laughs> Check out, check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today with payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code CHGO. Make any $5 bet. This week and get $200 in free bets. If your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook, use promo code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Uh, Frank's in. There we go. Getting closer to our 500 a show. There you go. Love Thank it. you, Frank. Shout out to you, Frank. Uh, so, you know, we wanted some sort of hot for teacher music, maybe for the general grades. The VR one should be like the Imperial March from Star Wars. Like Jonathan VR. I know what these grades are going to be. These, these 46 Shame. games of misery. That's Shame. what it was. 46 Shame. games Shame. of misery. Shame. Okay. It was, uh, um, I mean, I'll just try and keep it short because everyone knows. But we're going offense, F minus, uh, defense, F minus, uh, which also gave me a form of PTSD, in my opinion, and overall, F minus. Um, this guy, you know, when we grade Jed Hoyer later in the offseason, this guy will be, be a reason why you can take points away from Jed Hoyer. I don't want to, like, completely hate the guy, but, like, he was just awful. He was he was literally awful. Uh he was brought in to – we thought he was going to platoon with Patrick Wisdom at third base, and it, his defense was so bad that they tried moving him to short and, and second base, and he couldn't field at either of those positions either. Um, and you thought, well, at least he's got the offense. Well, he didn't hit either. So outside of that one series in Colorado, I mean, it was literally that. I felt like he, he hit well at Colorado, and then the entire season changed for him. His bat speed was slow. Um, like, he just – one of the reasons the, the Cubs were so bad in the first half was because David Ross kept putting him in the lineup every single day. And I sat on this podcast and screamed at the clouds like an old man, like Luke Stuckmeyer. And that was an unnecessary <laughs> shot. <laughs> I screamed at the clouds about why in the world are we continuing to play this guy when there were guys in Iowa that deserve an opportunity and we were at a point where, okay, the team isn't going to make the playoffs, the team isn't good, let's give some young guys an opportunity. You know why? And this is, this is my opinion. I don't, I don't know. I'm not reporting anything. This is my opinion. Well, for one, I disagree that this is like a huge black stain on Jed Hoyer. Or we, well, I'm not, I'm not saying that, it's a no, black stain. I actually I'm just like saying the signing. I'm, I'm not I actually like the signing when they made it. I was like, he was a two and a half war player, and he was actually a positive like defensive run saved as at shortstop last year for the Mets. Like he wasn't a bad. He was definitely not the previous year and, with the Mets. Yeah, yeah, 2020. Yeah, sorry, 2021 with the Mets. Like he was actually a positive player. Mm. So I don't like the signing was good. It just didn't work out. But I the but reason that, that that goes on Jed Hoyer though. That's how that that's how we look at things, right? We sit here and we talk about Jose Quintana and all that, and people want to hate on Theo. 
Okay. Okay. But, yeah, I, I, we'll, <laughs> Gotta we'll take the it. good and the bad. We'll, yes. We'll, that's we'll, how we'll, it goes. That's how it goes. But and I, I'm someone who defends Theo yeah. for making that trade. But if we're going to do it, if people are going to do it for him, then we got to do it for Jonathan VR. Sorry. But, I, but <laughs> the reason why I feel like the, the complaints of why they keep playing Jonathan VR. I think they were trying to build his trade value. Like, yes. if, can he bounce back? Can he rebound, have a good stretch, so that we could just trade him away and get something? Yes, that's 100. why he was playing so much. Yeah. There's a reason why they DFA'd him as soon as it was very clear he wasn't gonna. No one was gonna trade anything for him. They were trying I to build understand that. that. They were trying. To I build think it. that they held on too long. That's just my opinion. That anybody could see there was no trade value. Yeah, yeah. But I, it was like when if you were complaining at like the end of April or early May, like why is John in the VR? Well, so I playing? wasn't like, complaining. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying anyone. Yeah. It's like if why that, is he still it was playing? more in like June for me. Under, I was like, can't believe it. He was worse with the Angels than he was with the Cubs. <laughs> now that's unbelievable. I, I was I was done in June. I that's oh, yeah. that's when I was definitely done. I was done in June. I tried. I tried really hard, and it didn't work out. And yeah. yeah, F minus. F, yes. F minus. Man. All right, all right. I'll all right, go. Ryan, what do you got? What do you have for him? So uh, we got like three for, more minutes for Jonathan VR. I got a F minus on offense. I went F minus minus on his defense. <laughs> That's um, the first ever. And an F minus overall. Uh, it was just bad. Like again, like I said, he was actually a positive player at shortstop last year uh, in terms of defensive runs saved. This year at second base, he was negative uh, seven defensive runs saved, negative five outs above average. Um, at third base. Negative three defensive runs saved, negative seven outs above average. Uh, at shortstop, he was negative two defensive runs saved, negative three outs above average. It just was a very bad def- defensive season. Um, I think, oh man, what was it? Was it like five? I forgot what it was exactly, but he had like five errors. And it was he, had like, the, it was like, he had the yips at one point. It was to the point where, I, and I don't remember the exact yeah, the exact amount, yes. but it, oh, yeah. it was like if at you, third, it was like, "Whoa, what's going on with him?" It was like if you average it out to to how many innings he was playing versus how many errors he made, yeah. it was like at least an error every four games or something like that. Versus like if you did like nine inning games, yeah, right. It was like an error every four games, like this. And then there were so many we've talked about like on previous shows that were like don't show up as errors in the you know score yes. sheet, but they were errors. <laughs> like they were mm-hmm. they were misplayed balls, and it was just like. I, I you started to kind of feel bad for the guy because it was like he I think he had the yips like he was just making bad play the other bad play and he just couldn't get out of it yeah. <laughs> like it was and then but I, I and I agreed like to to an extent later on in the season it's like okay what are you gonna get for Jonathan VR on a trade and might just be better to you know let someone else take that time in the infield like at, yeah. at that they get they got to a point where that was a hundred percent I agree with that it got, it got to the, the case and then offense I mean he. Was like a fifty-something WRC plus um, <laughs> negative war, negative yeah, one point two four. war, fifty-eight oh. WRC plus negative one point three war. It just it was just overall. For the sake bad. of his career, I hope he bounces back next year with whatever team, if a team actually gives him a chance. And that's but yeah, like that I, might be the I remember end. we did like the signing. We did like we I thought like, it was oh, fun. Well, the the signing was oh, he fine. stole bases I mean, last year. We were all yeah. excited. Look at how many bases like, he oh, stole. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Twenty twenty one, he was yeah, he was an above he was a two point five war player. He was yeah. an above average hitter. Saw like, with the Mets, it was, right? uh, it was, it was but between it was the three of us, the highest grade we gave him in anything was an F minus. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Luke. So when I have mine, I probably should have gone F minus minus. I didn't know you could do that defensively, <laughs> but I, I would. I don't know if F minus is actually. A, I don't know if anybody in school ever got an F minus, but I guess it's possible. Um, defensively was really 
that's where I would bang my head. Like the yeah. the, the at bats were were frustrating. The defense, Cody said he he couldn't play short, he couldn't play second, he couldn't play third. Frankly, defensively, he couldn't play DH. He couldn't play any of them, right? He could, he just couldn't do anything right. So, F minus, super fail. One of the worst signings they had of the well, it was the worst signing probably the off season. And again, I will admit that I thought it was a decent signing at the time. Yeah. Didn't work out. His season was so bad that he he got hurt with a stretching band knocking oh, out his yeah. teeth. Yes, I remember. Like that. he yeah. couldn't even work out right. Yeah, it, it that was, was a classic. Um, that, that, that's Cubs when injury. I actually felt for him. Like the guy's got his mouth like sewn shut. Like yeah. he can't even work out with a stretchy band without something going wrong. It, it was an experiment that did not work out. And that, that's that is, why that is like the best way I could put it. I think the most and, just did not yeah, work. Yeah, it didn't out. work. And that's why we, or why I sit here and pray with this depth that they have on the farm that they don't need to make free agent signings yeah. for guys like Jonathan. VR. Just to fill out the bench or be yes. a role player. I have a question. They could just bring guys up. Yeah, right. I agree with that. I have a question for our buddy Brendan, who hates the uh, <coughs> Sogard. <laughs> he doesn't like when I even <laughs> say that. Who's wor- who? Who was worse oh, in a man. Cubs uniform? He's, you know what? We'll send him that question. Him and Corey can talk about it on the podcast. Debate tomorrow. that on Friday. Jonathan podcast. VR seemed like a good dude. If you had to play, if you had he, to play he, one I of the two, was. who would you he play? Yeah, you I, he also had. I will say, maybe I should have gone just straight F because he did have a little swag. His uniform was always. Sharp. He always did look good with the uniform, with like the oh the yeah, the wristbands. Everything yeah. was always. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was he was a nice guy. Like you know, interacting with him in the clubhouse was fine. Um, I know the guys on the team, especially again the, the Latin American players gravitated towards him they liked him but just as like an on-field right on-field per- person it just didn't it yeah wasn't I, good it wasn't that, good. that's why i feel a little bad about the f minus but we're grading the performance and it, it was not good no it was, it was i don't i don't 46 think games too many being a good person like he he is yes. a good person from what i you know in my experience i just can't say that, that completely in any way offsets what you know, how bad he was on the field tom says sogard at least pitched <laughs> um, all those blowouts man did vr pitch in a game I no, that, I wanted it. That's what I yeah. begged for. I begged yeah, for you, VR to pitch one yeah. game. Um, one, before we head out, one last thing. Mm-hmm. Ian Happ is uh, oh, good. a finalist for the NL. Who are the others? Left field. Oh, you're going to hate this. I, it was, uh, I can't remember the second one. Was it Rojas, I think? No. I'm, I'm, That's shortstop. That's shortstop, yeah. Peralta, sorry. Peralta from the Diamondbacks. Christian Yelich from the Brewers. Uh, <laughs> if Yelich <laughs> wins over Happ. Christian All Yelich, the gambling in the finalist? world won't help Cody. He was awful. He always looked awful out there defensively. Well, we're just I'm telling not, you. God, you can't yell about people. Yachty Molina anymore, but you Christian talk, Yelich oh, is still oh, gotta, gotta Oh, I'm giving these. more energy to hating Christian Yelich next year now that Yachty's freaking oh. retired. Oh, man. And should we do the... Uh, yeah, quick? don't forget the uh, next tailgate's coming up for the Bears. Uh, it's against the Dolphins or Miami, however you want to say it, coming up. Sunday, November 6th, make sure you go and get your tickets. Uh, 46 bucks, booze, beer, drinks. Vibes. Vibes, food, breakfast. Yep. Donuts were there last time. Tacos. Taco trucks. Yeah. Going to be some grilling going on, I oh, heard. Yeah. I'll Starts be there. I'm a, we we got to get off, though, because the Blackhawks guys are coming up with the next great podcast here at CHGO. So thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook. We'll see you next week.